Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. Best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. How do you get rid of the things in your life that are causing you extra stress? Yes, that is an excellent topic. So, Lauren, how do you get rid of the things? <laughs> um, well, and that can be something big because that can be anything from the chaos in our houses, the little piles, yeah. the, the overfilled so, drawers to people. Well, to and the to, things that you hold on to because maybe they would have significant later to your children yeah. that were yeah. like pictures from your marriage or oh you know I, things like that okay i have several things to do, to um contribute to this moment <laughs> so over because my stress is that my daily is so hectic because i have classes and rehearsals that i never get to do like just like normal human things i feel like like in general, I live basically a teacher and artist's life. Okay, and but I what are normal human things? Um, that I get to come home and like do laundry or cook dinner and like oh, okay. just those like, things uh, that you yeah. must get just like the, the must that I must get done. Yes, the things that I imagine that normal humans get to do most of the time that I don't get to do. I don't okay. know. Maybe yes. that's just me imagining. So, <laughs> but when I had time off over holiday break, I was like, "This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to organize my home." get it together. And so that's what I did. I spent every day like just like decluttering, getting rid of the things that I didn't want anymore. And one of the things was this wedding picture of me and my ex. And then I looked at it again and I thought, I have this in digital format. Why would I save this canvas? I don't need to save this canvas. Like I, he doesn't need this. Well, and in all reality, he would never put it on a wall anyway. No. And so I, I took a picture of it and I threw it in the trash. And it was oh, it was you. really, like, it was very liberating. So I had some moments like that where I was like, I don't need to hang on to this anymore. This doesn't represent anything to me anymore. So just, like, that decluttering process. And I got to the point at the end of holiday break where, like, everything felt like it was really in place. And, um, and I also, like, at this particular moment, I have an animal in my life who is causing me a lot of stress. And I spoke to my therapist about it, and it, she and I talked at length about how, like, I, I'm not I'm not doing well because of the animal, but also the animal's probably not doing well because of me. And how right, to sort y'all are of not re- serving each other. Ha- how I need to resolve that and not feel guilty about resolving it and, and how to take steps in that direction. So, I don't know. Just, like, allowing myself the space, I guess, to recognize the things that are causing me extra stress and how to, or the ability to let go of that. Like, well, allowing sounds, myself to let yeah, go of that. It sounds like you've given yourself permission yeah, to be okay with the fact because, that you made this commitment to this because, animal, and it's just not working. Because the thing is, it's not just the animal, but, like, just in terms of, like, things. Like, let's, I mean, I, I recognize that the dog is a living thing. But just, like, the stuff that we don't let go of, that we have trouble letting go of, um... And giving yourself permission to do that. We don't allow ourselves the space for that enough, I think, to recognize, like, oh, this I is agree. not working in my life. I agree. Whether it's Whether it's stuff, 
whether it's another living creature, not not like your children. That's not what I mean. Well, but right. like the things that aren't working out for you, friendships even, like anything that's not working out for you for, for going, okay, this is not, I'm not moving forward with this. So what do I need to do to change this dynamic? And I think I did that um, when I moved, when I changed physical locations and bought a different house. Um, I was in a much larger house and, you know, I found things. My ex moved out, but didn't take things with him. So I found all kinds of things, like an outboard motor that I didn't know that we owned in the attic. Like tons of uh, coolers and trunks full of hunting clothes he didn't take with him. And for a hot second, I did feel like, he didn't take this. But at that point, it had been three years. And I thought if he wanted it or missed it, he would have called me or come to get it or and I had help and we just we cleaned out the attic we took it down the stairs and out onto my three-car garage pad and I told the helpers you call your wives your girlfriends your kids you can have anything you want and the rest of it you can haul off to garbage and I paid them and it was very cathartic just to have that and lately I feel like I have I was really good at wading through a lot of things at the beginning when I got my energy back, not while I was going through the divorce. But and now I feel like I've kind of cluttered some areas back, but I've had this huge urge to go through and sort things. But I've been reading things and I think that universe is telling me (laughs) it's time to declutter again because I get all these messages like if you don't purge the things that aren't serving you you don't have any room to let anything new Mm -hmm. in. And I really do want something new. I want to have more joy. I want to have more peace. So if I'm going to have those things, I have to get rid of the things that might represent more negative or a past life that I'm not that person or living anymore. So for me, it was like just like having the time to sort through everything. And at this point, at this moment in time, I have touched everything in my home. Like, I know everything that's in my home. And every everything that's associated with my ex-husband or I know that he would want, I just kind of put it in a little pile. And then I'll send it home to him. Like, if 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 I think that he would want it. But I it took me four... I mean, I've only had, like, four months, y'all, you know, to that's do huge, it. Yeah. So, but, like, at this point, I can't think of anything I haven't put my hands on to say, like... This is this needs to go with him or with me, you know. Well, that's I have, and I have a bit of a different perspective because I had to clean out my ex husband's house. Mm-hmm. You know, I I kind of when he passed away, I kind of became the wife in death again. But it meant that I had to take, and he wasn't that old. He was what fifty four, so I had to take everything that he had owned and had been a part of him, and look at my children and say. Do you want this? Do you mm-hmm. want to keep this? And then try and anticipate as a daughter of people, what was what would it be that I would want at this point in my life? Yeah. Because they're young. They are so young. They're too young to make some of those right. decisions. But at the same time, they are young enough to also know I don't know I don't want dad's yearbooks. 
And yeah. then I had to look at getting rid of his yearbooks. You know what I mean? No, I don't want dad's diploma from all, you know, I don't need his Auburn diploma. Like, why would I need yeah. that? And I'm like, oh, wow. So for me, I'm looking at the decisions that my children had to make with regard to their father's things and say, I don't want them to have to make those decisions about mine. I would rather get rid of my things now. The things that only, you know, that I look at and think, oh, I'm keeping those for my kids. Well, no, my kids are not going to have room mm-hmm. for everything that I think they should sentimentally love. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, and so it has been, um, so I have I have rearranged and started going through, I've, I've, I've worked on my downstairs over Christmas and I need to work through my upstairs. But I've done a lot of cleaning out and purging of my own things that I've been holding on to that really only have significance to me. And mm-hmm. if they've lost significance to me, then there's no reason for me to be holding on to them because my kids will just have to look at it and then find another home for it, to toss it or make a decision. So I'm looking at it now as everything I can, if I can pare my home down to only the things that I love, just him, that he had absolute joy over. He loved it. He, He was so excited when I purchased him this kitchen, you know, this professional grade cutting board, which is ridiculous, but I didn't need it. Yeah. So I remembered his joy, and then I let it go. Right. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I don't know. It just, it's just different. Yeah. But then I also had the dog that passed recently and realized how much animals take up space in our lives. Yeah. So I can understand ne- needing to rehome. Well, I and I have... I have done everything I needed to do in the in or everything I can think of that I have the physical ability to do. I don't have the physical ability to go beyond what I have. Yes. <laughs> and I have I accept that. I accept that that's what's happened. Well, so. I think in the case of pets, when when I got divorced, I had lots of pets, lots of dogs, and I lived on two acres. And well, and that was it my, just yeah, gets I did to that me too. when you're when you're in a relationship when you're married and you have two adults in the home with the children, it's easier to say, "Hey, did you feed the dog? Did you?" But when it's just you, you have to think about the outlay of time that it also takes carving carving out time. We all work. We all right. have kids. We all have the responsibility of paying bills and taking care of of our homes. If you have extra time or you can make extra time, you know, I'm a huge pet lover. Mm-hmm. But if you you have to realize and be realistic that that's gonna that is a carve out of time to go yeah. to the vet, to go to you know, if you're going out of town you have to have somebody to watch them. You have it's a huge thing and I the reward I get from my dogs right now is greater than the Expense or the time that I put out. Yeah. But I only have two right now. I used to have five. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. And you well, don't realize that when you're in a relationship, how much time the other person right. might contribute to walking the dog or feeding the dog. Well, or... I think that's, um, for me, this is a little bit of change of topic, but I, in the, just because mine is so new, like not having someone in my house with me to do other things is very new, like four months old. Mm-hmm. Um, that I recognized, I have recognized what that person did and have compensated for it. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Like you kind of have to yes. like shoot your thing you to go, oh, what, what I, this, I need to do this extra thing a day and this extra thing a day. But in terms of 
a pet, when there's extra training involved or something like that, that you just can't, like, that you do not have the actual ability to do. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's, it, it, well, and to be and honestly with your schedule, yeah. the time to spend with a pet, yeah. especially a dog that would need to be walked and to have all of this, has all of this energy. Um, and that's, and the dynamics in my house has changed because my one dog that spends time outside has just lost her companion that spends time outside. And that has changed my responsibility to that dog. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, everything just changes, but that's, I don't know, pets can be a joy, but they have to be, they have to fit into your life as well. When you have to make sure you're doing them justice. Well, that's just it. it. Yeah, because if you don't have time to spend with your pet, then your pet is better served with someone who does. And that's the good, that's the brilliant thing is that I know that especially in our area, we have some excellent places that can rehome pets to places where they really fit. And, um, and so that's, that's going to be, that's a blessing. Yeah. Here. Well, I think in all of this, when you're making changes, this was a hard lesson for me to try to put my needs first. Right. What can I physically do? But, what can I actually do? And what can I mentally But the, the do? guilt associated with putting your needs first is like, it's, woo, bad. it's, really it's bad. so big. It's so big. It is because you're, well, we're all raised in the South. Yeah. You're kind of trained that you, you serve others. And yeah. then, I mean, let's face it, this is probably a terrible statement, but when you become a wife, you give up your name, you give up part of your identity, you are serving someone, even if you work outside the home, chances are the woman's going to do the laundry, do the grocery shopping, do the cooking. You are serving and you want to... Well, and that's the traditional role is that we are But you want to, when when you love someone, you want to serve them, but I think it's a very hard... When you've been in that role, to wheel it back to what do I want? What makes me happy? What brings me peace? What do I realistically have time to accomplish? Yes. Or if you've been with someone who's stolen that from you, or who's does that who's yes. undermined? Yes. Well, someone that, who was not, not an actual partner, because yes. right. to be honest, at, at the kind of marriage that that we all should have had, the biblical marriage that we all should have had was a partnership. Right. Not an I serve you, end of story. Right. It is an I serve you, you serve me. Right. It is that that mutual love thing. And I don't think I any don't think, one of us experienced no. that. Any no. of us had that. No. So so when I that's not what that. happens. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're the when you're the person that gives the hundred and ten percent and then you wheel off and it's you I guess for other people, we've kind of re- recognized what we had to do. Okay. To rearrange, but Let's, for me, rearrangement wise, when the split happened, I recognized there were like two things I had to figure out. One was taking out the trash, and the other was setting the dishwasher. That was and it. that was it. That was it. There wasn't anything else that like that I thought I got to figure out how to do this. That was it. Wow. Yep. So, what, like, curious, what did you guys, like... I had to figure out financials. Well, fine. yeah, financials on your own is a very different yeah, thing. Yeah, because it was, yeah. um, my ex made um, a significant amount more than I did. 
And so I was, it was, and I never really had, you know, I, I don't I had to figure out how to budget on my own, how to take what I made and make it work for me and my kids and to, ha to have, to be able to make a house payment and all of that. So that was my hugest thing that I had to figure out. Um, but I mean, after that, I mean, I, I planned... I planned all of the meals. I, in fact, I saw a TikTok not long ago that was like, "Okay, yes, you're so great. You cook dinner, but did you did you make the grocery list? Did you decide what it was y'all were eating for the week? Did you all of these other things?" I was like, "Well, my ex would cook, but I was the one who planned what we cooked, and and I made the grocery list, and I did the grocery show a lot of the times. So, you know what I mean? I mean, he did some of that, but for the most part, there wasn't really." Well, I guess it was the honeydews. Yeah. The toilet broke. How do I fix the toilet? The, you know, it was that kind of thing. The air conditioner broke. What, what, who do I call? You know, yeah. Well, that's so, but yeah, but at the same time, when we moved into this house, my daughter's toilet broke like within the first couple of months. And she was like, I'm going to call dad. And I was like, why don't we Google that? Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm sitting there thinking, do I want... I mean, I wanted my daughter to be able to feel like she could reach out to her father at any point in time that she wanted to. And then I, as a divorced woman, was going, but I also don't want that man who was my ex-husband necessarily to come into my house. Right. Yeah. And then third, it was I want my daughter to feel like she is empowered to fix anything in her life, mm -hmm. including the toilet. So I was like, yeah, let's Google that. She Googled it. She figured out what she needed. She went to Lowe's and went and purchased it. She came back and she fixed her toilet on her own. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we just kind of started doing little things like that in order to, so when I had another issue, it was, okay, do I call, you know, we picked up the phone to call my ex-husband and I'm like, do I, do I do that? Yeah. No. I put the phone down and I called my best friend and say, hey, would you ask your husband? Who would he recommend that I call in order to come and fix this? You know, and just trying to kind of. Get myself used to no longer being dependent on this person that I had spent 23 years being dependent on. Yeah. Okay, mine's a little different. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Because <laughs> I was the fixer person. Yeah. I was the budget person. I was the honeydew person. My biggest thing, I think, was how to stop doing that and let ask someone for help so. do you know what I'm saying I was never a call someone oh, for help that. I was a very independent I can do I can do anything everything well I, and I did everything mm -hmm. like you had to yeah oh no I fixed my own dishwasher yeah. and I fixed my own washer and if I had asked my ex he wouldn't have known who to call because I handled everything, everything. he made the money and I did everything else so, mine was more, how do I get back time for myself, and how do I fix the budget so that I can call somebody to help me instead of thinking that I had to do everything mm -hmm. all the time, 100%. Yeah. So, I had to reclaim time, and I had to rethink how I thought about it. Yeah. Getting things done. And I, that was hard. That was hard. Yeah. I kind of had a cooking renaissance. Because um, I never really saw myself as a cook. Because 
my ex, like the, like the basics of cooking, he taught me. My ex mm-hmm. taught me the basics of cooking. But I faced a lot of criticism anytime I would cook. So I just didn't do it. Like I was too nervous to cook. And so I thought I didn't like it. Well, then I got divorced and then I had to cook and I realized this is really relaxing. Yes. I actually really enjoy this, especially when someone's not over my shoulder telling me what I'm doing wrong, you know? So that, that was another just like, that, that's something, and again, this is really recent, but just things that have uh, broadened, I guess, for me, things that I've had to learn to just go with. You know. Well, and I miss that. My ex was an excellent cook. He really? didn't love doing it, but he was so good. <laughs> no, my, my ex is a very... And I do miss his meals. My ex is a very good cook, too, but I had... When I did it, I had no, like, self-efficacy, I guess, in terms yeah. of cooking because of the criticism. There was too much it. judgment. Yeah, and it made me so nervous to make a mess or anything like that. I do not miss the judgment. No. No. Uh, well, I could go I without judgment fun. in relationships. I yeah. don't think I have been in a relationship yet that was not full of judgment. Well, I have fun with my judgment because you know it's going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> what? My ex, well, you know, it's a doctor and I'm just a nurse. So, oh. <laughs> which anybody knows me knows I do more than just that, but that's going to, I've already told my kids that's going to be on my. She was, I, she was just a nurse. Yeah. So that's what I tell my patients now. I don't handle the financials. I don't know anything about your file. I'm just a nurse. So that is my... That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny, funny babe. So let's, let's finish up with what have you done or will you do this week to create a life that you love? Well, I got to go to work and memorize lines this week. <laughs> that is not creating a life you love. That but is an that obligation. Is, that's feed, but, but that's feeding her theater. It's, it, it is. It is feeding my creativity. Um, is there anything you can say that you're looking forward to that's just sort of peace? It's just for you to help no, you kind of get through all of that. Yeah. My time with my child and my boyfriend will be that this week. Like, that's I right. have to do so much work this week, but like. They'll be my. They'll be, be my fun time this week. Little yeah. beacons. Yes. All right. What about you? I'm not traveling the first part of the week. So well, who? I am painting. Yay! <laughs> I'm excited about it. And then um, I'm going to finish finish up my needlepoint. I'm putting more, and I'm. Y'all can laugh at me, but I'm trying to do eight hours of sleep. I'm trying to prioritize my rest. No, that's amazing. No, that's big. That is I would love to think, be able to do that. I think I will get over this yeah. congestion yeah. that yeah. I have. And I think that I will feel better. Yes. If I can do that. Yes. That's just part of my get healthy thing. I might jump on that with you. What time does that mean you're going to sleep? Well, I'm probably over it right now. Like 10? Yeah, 10 to 6. But I try to get up at 5. I'm trying to do the 5 a.m. club. So, oh, I will never. I would like I to do the so 6 a.m. I'd be thrilled with that. Well, remember I when we used to run? Remember we used to get up like early, early yes. in the morning to go run? And I was like, what? Who? What? I think who that's, I pretending to be That right is now? when I first met you. This is not was me. Was we met at Delano no, running. I'm a night person. I'm far more willing to go run right now. <laughs> I would go run right now. 
if you wanted me to. And what time is it? Oh, I have no idea. It is nine. It's only nine thirty, yeah. guys. I'll go right now if you want. I'll well, do y'all three miles. Laugh at me. I will walk three miles with you this my, second my if alarm, you ask me to. My alarm went but off not at again. five. I heard it. Your little ding. If y'all so, listen like, back and hear, you'll start, hear the ding for her to get asleep. I've set my little alarm to remind me at eight thirty. Make your way to the bathtub. <laughs> This Make is, your way to this that, is the man. moment. This is we'll be We'll be bright eyed and bushy-tailed so in the morning. How oh, funny. So, but I, you know, I'm expected to be at my desk by at least seven thirty, right? Now I have some people that text me and email me at six thirty, but we ignore no, this until seven thirty, right? My, my classes this semester don't start till eleven. Oh my! But God. I, but I have clap. I mean, I have rehearsals till later. It's far more. It's just. More manageable for right. a theater human. Right. Like, we're just night. We're for night people. Human. Right. Yes, we're mean. night people. Yes. We like... Well, I could stay up we, all night and paint, but then I would be yeah. trash for my actual job that pays me. Yeah. It pays me. <laughs> sure in the morning. So. Well, I'm going to continue cleaning out my house because we have tomorrow off for MLA. Yeah, I got to put my Christmas tree up. Oh yeah, well, and I haven't, I haven't done, I haven't put all of my Christmas in the attic. I'm just trying, like I've gotten my downstairs, I think, fairly organized your, your and cleaned out. Fabulous. But I'm, I need to do the same upstairs. Yeah. So that is kind of my thing, and I'm going to write this week. Well, I have, you're inspiring me. Yes, well, I have, and I have some, I have some really some great ideas for this book that I have had in my head for a long time, and I've gotten some little bits and pieces, but. Um, events of the past couple of months have had me sort of morph and change. It's inspiration to change sort of the beginning of it. So I think I'm going to work on oh, that. Oh, I'm definitely going to start yeah. writing my dating over 50 book. <laughs> yes, you I've already had pages and pages Mine is a 1920s book, but I have had some inspiration in the past couple of months on how I, had, I can start it. I had an idea for a book title called Notes to Myself. <gasps> oh, I love that. And I don't have anything else but the title. <laughs> But so I now think, you need to create a little thing I'm on your just, phone that says notes just, to myself and yes, start adding to it. I think it. I'm just going to like start writing notes to myself. I love well, it. Well, I think each dating experience is going to be a chapter. So that when I see them yeah. later in life and it's a huge success and I don't know, Sandra Bullock is pay, playing me in the movie, then I'll say, that was chapter, oh, that was chapter okay, seven. We just, like, that was hold, chapter three. Can we hold the phone for a second? <laughs> Sandra Bullock is, was, would who... That would be who would play you in a movie. Yeah, I think, I think so, so too. Well, she's a physical comedian, and can you not see me doing that Mustang no, Sally and falling on my face? Y'all have similar <laughs> features. I can see you're very lucky I did not that is, snort that, that is champagne so out my nose. That is so me, though. I, you can dress me up, and I'm still going to trip and fall on my face. And, and get back up and go, hey! That's she. She's a good doppelganger for you, though. Like, movie But wise. I think that'd be fun, because then... You know, I can picture us all out eating at a fabulous awards yes. show because the movie did so well. And then, you know, somebody coming up and go, you know, chapter five. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Well, that's, well, speaking of, I hope we are both inspired to write because we do have the writers' conference we do. coming up. And we I'm have so to have so something to show. In Asheville. Yes, did you find a spot? Yes, I booked us somewhere. Okay, where is it? I don't know. Okay, but it's gonna be good. It's like a bed and breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a. It's 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 in the Biltmore area. Biltmoreish place. Park. I've done that a thousand times. It's not the Biltmore, and it's not. But it's gonna be a great writers' conference. We're gonna have a great time. You know, Zelda Fitzgerald died in a fire in Asheville, North Carolina, at a sanatorium there. 
Yes. Ooh, we need to go. Can yeah. we go? <gasps> we need to do ghost hunting. It's yes. still there. Yeah. The place the sanatorium still there. is still there? Yeah. We need to go make play pay homage. Oh, no. We need to go homage. commune because you know she is my little soul sister. I love Because she's married to my pictures. literary boyfriend. Yes. No, <laughs> Scott. Yeah, Scott. And I, <laughs> if I was going to be married to an alcoholic, he is the one I yeah, would choose. Yeah, he's the one. <laughs> <laughs> there you if go. only my ex-husband had been a little more literary, I could have had a little more. <laughs> no, he is, he is my alcoholic <laughs> literary husband. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. So, okay. shall we clink? All right. We cheers. 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 Cheers to this week. Cheers to yours. Let's make it count, girls. So yeah. Let's do Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week, girl. See you next week. Yeah, cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah, cheers.